Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, welcome back to chapter 133 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. I want to apologize for these tardiness of chapter 132. We put it out uh, as a live show and then we put it on YouTube, took some technical difficulties. And um, so we just got it out recently uh, on the podcast uh, platforms. So hopefully you're going to get caught up with that before you check us out here on 133. Um, but uh, as always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us, rule the galaxy at S- rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com. And uh, just check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Rule the Galaxy. One quick shout out again on Etsy. Go to Etsy.com, type in all caps, Rule the Galaxy, one word, no spaces, Rule the Galaxy, all caps. And uh, you'll go to our shop where we've got uh, Miss Laura Burton making hats, sweatshirts, T-shirts, long sleeve tees, all those things uh, that we will have some of those at the ICCC in Nashville very soon. But as we get started into chapter 133, we'll have a special guest show up in a little bit. Uh, but let's get started with our regular co-hosts. We've got a couple of them with us tonight. We'll start uh, with my cousin from here in Sweet Home, Indiana, Alfie. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, I know I've been missing, you know, I think the past four weeks. <laughs> I was just ready to get back at it. It's just been a busy, busy time here at the Molinero household. Well, with you missing those weeks, feel free if there's things you want to catch up on as we go through the show, things that we talked about or we've discussed on uh, all of our thousands of text messages that you want to <laughs> bring bring to the airwaves, feel free to do that. But I'm glad to have you back. And for those watching on YouTube, yes, Alfie has switched to a new location in his house to record, and it, it seems very dark in there right now. So, Well, it, um, that's actually just the curtain. It's black. <laughs> okay. I thought you were just sitting in an all dark room there. No, I, nice. I thought it'd be a nice backdrop. Right, looks good. Looks good. Maybe Darth Vader is standing behind you and that's his cape. <laughs> uh, um, our, our other regular co-host, D-Doc. D-Doc, so glad to see you. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready for another uh, another night of Rule of the Galaxy. I know I posted it on uh, I know I posted it on Twitter earlier today, but I built um, the R2-D2 Bondi model last night, which... Man, these things are just awesome. Uh, like you can, it, you can even pop his leg out, and it, it's crazy the detail that they put into these things. They have attachments for all the compartments inside of it, everything. So does, that was my little project, my little Star Wars project I did this week. Does he have the little grasping arm that comes out that grabs the stuff back from Yoda or anything like that? Or the oh, it has off? a. It has everything. That's why you have to take the cover panels off. Okay. They're all uh, they're all on these pegs, or um, or as Brent would call them, uh, sprues. Is that what he calls them? I yeah, have all no the tools idea. are on here. <laughs> awesome. That's you good. Just sit there and clip them off. You know, I I never got into modeling, putting the models together. I was always afraid of you know the break, or I put all that time and effort into them, and like you know, I thought you glued them all together back in the old days. And my luck, I'd put all that effort in and then destroy it. So um, I'm glad to see they've made leaps and bounds improvements since then. And you can actually do things with them. Exactly. And to go along with it, we were talking about it right before we hopped on. Good to see Jackson back there by that eagle spinet behind you. That's awesome. So you get some killer helmets and then little Jackson just sitting back there in his uh, glorious green uh, fur 
behind you. So that's awesome. Exactly. Um, so as you guys know, um, you know, like I said, we did the, the live show last week. The, the glitches made it to where we couldn't grab the audio. So we had our good friend, Scott Rifen, who's a friend of the show, who's been on the show a number of times. He worked some technical magic for us, grabbed the audio to, for us to re-release -re um, episode 132. So thanks to Scott. Always give him a shout out. And, and he's a great guy. And then also he knows what he's doing in a radio studio. So um, to go along with that, go ahead, D-Doc. Scott went uh, viral on Twitter uh, this week. Was I don't it, know if you saw that uh, his post, but yeah, he he did a ton of numbers. Was it uh, was it the one on whether or not Ahsoka should have perished during the original trilogy? Yes. Yeah, that was intense. It was getting intense. Yeah, it, it was his. Uh, it was you know, it was kind of like a hot take thing. It was purposely saying, "Here's my hot take." You know, obviously people might agree or disagree, and man, he got a ton of interaction with that. I think it was like over two hundred fifty quote tweets and stuff and really? you know people who agreed with it people who disagreed with it so yeah he he, he blew up on that one as, as you guys know ahsoka is one of my favorite characters and and um i see where he was going with it i mean i get it he wasn't trying to say i don't like ahsoka as a character or i don't think she should have lived or anything like that he was basically saying it might have suited the overall story arc better if she would have passed away when all the other Jedi died next in Order 66 to make it to where there was only Luke, Yoda, and Obi-Wan during the original trilogy. But, I, you know, he wasn't saying one thing bad or the other. He was just pointing out this could have been a cool storyline. So anyway, if it got him worked up and got people worked up, go ahead, Alfie. It's kind of the same with, if you remember back at season two of The Mandalorian, with everyone wanting it to be another Jedi besides Luke Skywalker that showed up Yep. where if it would be cool if it was Plo Clune or somebody, you know, but that takes away from the story. Yep. That makes it a, the story go in another direction where you're immediately no longer concerned about that Jedi being with Grogu, but Hey, where's Plo Clune been all this time? Where do you get a ship? How did he survive? Where, <laughs> right. where do you get a new lightsaber? Nope. I got you. I got you. And not to cut you short, but I'm going to go let in our good friend, uh, Michael Havens, and he's going to hop in here one second. Now, I told Michael before the show we weren't going live. So as he's joining in, we're, we're recording the show. We are not live, but Michael's going to jump in live because we, we started a few minutes ago and talking a little bit of stuff. So, Michael. Welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? I apologize so much, guys. I uh, I was doing a leadership meeting and I was waiting on the the message. I didn't get it through email, but I did get it through Twitter. Wow. Um, so okay. I am here, but I do apologize. No, it's it's down to the wire, guys. It's down <laughs> to the wire. So it is. I was it doing is. the. Uh, we just did the announcement for Melissa Joan Hart for the uh, VIP night, and really? uh, that's why I was just pumping that out too. And it's like. But we're here. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Doing good. You, you're. Hey, we are so happy you're here. So in case you see, I'm not Nick Shesky. I'm Joe. I just use his account. Nick's one of our regular co-hosts. He's he's not with us tonight. He's got baby number two expecting any day now. Um, cool, but man. once that baby's coming out, he's still coming with us to Nashville. He's a he's it. a trooper. So um, I love it. And then we've got regular co-host Alfie in the uh, Mandalorian hat and uh, D Doc in the Mandalorian shirt. So we're kind of kind of got a theme there we, go. there we got all the mandos i like yeah it. so um but we we are we, we just jumped in we're just recording and so thank you for jumping in we actually just started with um 
just you know uh, some house cleaning. If you're gonna show that, I'll show off mine. There we go. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna play that game. Yeah. See. Whoa, that's yeah. intense right there. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. Got the sarlacc coming at him and everything. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So our that was before the TV show came out. Good thing they kind of like did the same thing, or else I would have been like, ah. Oh. I blew that one. <laughs> well, Mike, Michael, so we we usually record, like tonight we're recording, and we, we post it, obviously, to a podcast, but a, a day or so later we'll post this out on YouTube, so everybody will get to see you and Alfie's great uh, artwork there very soon uh, with that. So those who are listening, go check it out on YouTube, because you can see these awesome tattoos that these guys are showing off. But um, thanks again for coming, and, and we've been hearing you bouncing around on some different shows. We've seen you on social media. You guys have been kind enough to to interact with us, and and we're so excited because um, this is you know our our podcast is um 133 episodes deep. That's that's you know a little two and a half years we've been going, and um, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's what everybody tells us. Um, and uh, so when when we were speaking with a few people involved with the ICCC, um, they they were like, hey, do you want to come down and have your your a booth at the podcast room and. So, so really, we're kind of new to this. We're newbies. We've been to Star Wars Celebration. We've been to, uh, you know, different conventions uh, here in like Indianapolis or in Ohio. So this is going to be news to us because we're usually just the fans who are walking. This time with having a booth, you know, we're obviously uh, looking to bring signage and, and stickers and T-shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff. So we're really kind of geeked up about this completely. But if you don't mind, I know I was reading up a little bit on your background just to get things started. Why don't you give us a little insight into when that Star Wars bug rebit you again? I know I read something about that. And then getting the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention uh, up and going. Tell us a little bit of background on all that and how people yeah, can start sure. finding out more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, that's that's one of the wonderful things. As you said, uh, you guys are coming and you're going in the podcast room there. I'm sure you've been talking with Jim Orman, who runs our podcast stage. Great mm -hmm. guy. Um, we are a little bit different than most other conventions. Uh, what we do is we're more focused on the, the fans and the people that grow this hobby. Um, this all started off originally because my wonderful wife, who I love very much, I used to collect Star Wars toys when I was little. And then uh, I grew up and I went to high school and I found out what a keg was and I started <laughs> playing football and uh, my Star Wars stuff went in the closet. Yep. And uh, then eventually what happened is one Christmas, my wife got me a Luke Stormtrooper because I always watched the movies. I was always a Star Wars nerd, always had a Star Wars poster up or something like that. So she knew I was into it. Um, she got me a vintage Luke Stormtrooper. And uh, that vintage Luke Stormtrooper, I put him up on a shelf. And I'll tell you, there's nothing sadder in this world than one toy on a shelf. Mm, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just get my stuff back from my mom. That's how it all starts, right? So I go, hey, Ma, you still got any of my Star Wars stuff? Yeah, Mikey, it's still in your closet there, you know, blah, 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 whatever you want. So I go up and I get the bins and I, you know, I'm excited because I'm like getting into Star Wars again. And I'm like, oh, I bought all this stuff a million years ago. It's all <laughs> top of the line because I was a high-end collector and blah, 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 blah. And I get it all back and it's like all power to force two and like beater figures from when <laughs> I was a little kid and like one beater B-Wing pilot on like the roughest card ever. And I like when I bought that when I was a kid, it was the only one I ever saw with a coin. And I'm like, that's going to be my retirement and I'm going to save it. And that thing's worth maybe 80 bucks, but it's dead center in my collection room, AFA 50. 
Um, but uh, so I got all that stuff back from my mom. I dumped all the modern on eBay in two giant lots. One was vehicles, one was figures. And then uh, I started checking off and I said, I, I'm just going to get the loose figures. And then you go, okay. And then I finished that. And then I said, okay, well, I'm just going to upgrade my loose. So they're mint. <laughs> okay. You finish that. And then you go, well, I don't want any mint on cards. So maybe I'll get some Lily Letty or some Palatoy or some different different ones from different and you end up getting those and then you end up spreading out and then you end up a min on card shows up in your collection and then you're like well maybe i kind of like those and i didn't think i did and then you buy more of those and then you end up being like well you know i really like that one with the coin when i was little and i thought it was so cool how about i buy all the ones with the coins uh so it keeps snowballing like that and that's how you just end up with like literally stuff everywhere um so that's really what got me into collecting and when i started getting back into collecting you had the choices you either had ebay or you find it in the wild and there was also this thing that popped up i had a guy on ebay that was like hey man i really like your pictures and uh he was like can i use them for i don't know an app or whatever and i was like yeah sure and he's like oh you know i'm on facebook and are you on facebook i'm like yeah i'm on facebook but it's like here's my ham sandwich you know what i mean i went to paris <laughs> like stuff like that but uh so he's like, no, join this group. So it was the uh, a vintage Star Wars group and uh, I joined it and uh, I kept buying and buying because it became a thing where it was an outlet. You guys know how it is. It snowballs. And uh, so I had extra loose figures. So I used to put up these posts where I'd zoom in really, really close and I'd go, uh, who am I? And uh, I take a picture of the figure in black and white and I put it up. Whoever guessed it first, I would ship out the figure on me for free. The admins of the board said, this new guy, he's scum and he's trying to figure out all your addresses so he could steal your collections. It was my very first time where I fought with internet trolls. You know what I mean? And I got so mad. And I said, you know what? I don't care. Forget you guys. You can't even do something nice. I'm going to start my own group and I'm going to give away free toy every weekend and whoever wants to come, come. And uh, the, uh, the Imperial Commissary started in 2015. Okay. And uh, we made it a no repro group. So you can't have fakes. We make it very controlled and safe. So your profile has to be a few years old and stuff like that. And people used to give us a lot of grief and a lot of lip for it. Like, I mean, you can't cut somebody out on the IC. It's not like we all don't swear in real life, but we're playing Star Wars toys. There's no need for it. Um, so we had a lot of these rules and we were called the lovey dovey group. And that's what we were monikered. But um, the way I am, hmm. I, I'm like, hey, I'm going out to say, I don't know, the Lexington Comic Con, or I'm going out to Celebration, or I'm going out to New York because there's a Comic Con in Connecticut that I'm going to anyway. Does anybody in the group want to meet up? And uh, our first meetup was in Kentucky. And uh, it was a little tiny Comic Con. I don't even remember if it was a Comic Con or a toy show. But uh, the meetup was at a little tiny toy store in Lexington, Kentucky. And there were 14 people there. Kim Simmons, the guy who took the pictures for all the boxes, happened to show up, which was crazy. And we watched the Revenge of the Jedi movie trailer on a uh, old school projector from like your high school, you know. Yeah. And we ate pizza and that was it. That was the very first IC meetup. And then we kept doing, I think we had another 12 or something. We had 15 total before the con started. And uh, what happened is they kept getting bigger, bigger, bigger. We did the one at Celebration in Chicago and I was renting four um, 
four uh, hotel conference rooms in the the actual building where celebration was just for the IC meetup, just for people oh to come God. buy, sell, trade, and hang out that were IC members. And it became so big that I was like, all right, well, maybe I should have the first one ever in Tennessee. And uh, in between this, I was also at, I always say this part, but I was at a convention where I had a $750 badge around my neck, $750 badge around my wife's neck, me and a $35 plate of orange chicken I wouldn't feed my worst enemy with a $9 Coca-Cola in my hand. And it ticked me off so bad that these corporations just steal our money. I was like, I could do this better. And it was like just at the thing it's something i said out mm -hmm. loud and was frustrated my wife heard it uh dave o'brien my buddy heard it he happened to be in there and uh he's actually the guy who runs the dungeons and dragons room so i guess he really took me serious when i said it um but i was like all right you know i'm gonna do it better blah blah blah, blah. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll just throw a meetup, but make it a toy show, make it a little bit bigger. So I went and I found I was looking for a venue and I went down to the Williamson County AG Expo Center and uh, it's down in Franklin, Tennessee. It's essentially a giant rodeo, dirt arena, um, mm -hmm. dirt floor. Uh, and I was like, okay, uh, they had a 4,000 square foot little room, right? And I was like, I'd like to rent your 4,000 square foot little room. I want to run a toy show and I'll probably have 12 vendor tables and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, well, this is the cost for this room. And then they go, and the cost for the entire venue is, and it was $6,000 more. And it was already, I think it was $7,000 for the room or something. It was so far ago now, 2018, uh, different prices. But um, so I was like, all right, that's a $6,000 swing in between a 4,000 square foot room and a 178,000 square foot building. So I just said, well, all right, give me the 178,000 square foot. And then I tried to fill it. Just me, this crazy guy being like, how do I do this? I don't know how to call guest stars. I don't know any guest stars. I don't know how to throw a convention, mm -hmm. but I was going to throw a meetup and how much harder could it be? It's just bigger, right? <laughs> so I, uh, I go on there and I'm like, all right, hey, I'm a crazy person. And I just rented this giant venue and I'm going to put guest stars in. People are like, nah, you're crazy, man. You're pulling our legs. So I said, okay. And I got on the phone, you know, and I was calling IMDB pro being like 1-800-AGENT being like, hey, listen, will you come to a barn in Tennessee? And they were all like, no, you're nuts or like 500 grand. <laughs> and uh, then eventually I hit, I hit uh, William Shatner of all people, because I'm such a Star Wars guy. And I got a quick little funny William Shatner tidbit because it was funny how much of a Star Wars guy I am. But uh so he would come out and it cost me X, Y, Z amount of dollars. And if I paid that, William Shatner would go to my barn in Franklin. And then because you pick up William Shatner, he's like this big, giant, great white shark. And there's these more uh, remoras that stick with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I picked up like five other Star Trek guest stars. And then I picked up some uh, Star Wars guest stars. And I picked up like Cass Anvar and Flash Gordon and, you know, a whole bunch of people. And uh, people thought I was insane. People didn't believe me. I was saying, hey, I'm going to put William Shatner in a barn in Franklin, Tennessee. Nobody believed me. I mean, a handful of people came. There were probably, I'd say, 700 people in the entire building all weekend. It was a one-day show that first day. Wow. Um, but, like, I took such a bath. Like, I lost more than a house. My first house was cheaper than my first con. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it was all right. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let it die. It's fine. People now believe me. And they did. And then I put like 45 guest stars or something in that building the next year. Um, but I didn't have 
any A-list guest stars, you know, the William Shatners of the world and Anthony Daniels and stuff like that. Um, so I tried it that way. I thought maybe because see, I'm coming at it from a collector's perspective where I'm going collectors sometimes come with those. They come with the poster and they're like, mm -hmm. I need these 75 people. And there were some collectors that did that, but not the bulk of them. Um, and once you buy 45 plane tickets from Europe and stuff, it gets expensive. Uh, <laughs> so that really didn't work perfectly. So then the next year I said, OK, here's what we're going to do. But it did work. You know, it, we needed to move up and we needed to move to Nashville in order to draw more people from Nashville. Um, we needed to get off a dirt floor and make it more realistic. And that's what we did. So we went down and we got a four-star hotel. Cause see, I have this thing in my head. I grew up as a Disney kid back in the day. And back in the day as a Disney kid, you would get there. And as soon as you drive past that arch, mm -hmm. everything you see left, right, center is a completely immersive childhood, wonderful, wonderful, magical experience. That's kind of gone away with a lot of things, man. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I walked around any theme park and didn't see garbage on the ground. And I mean, dude, back in the day, Chip and Dale would have run out there with a mop and that would have been gone like that. And it's just not like that anymore. And I think the reason why is because the man who just wanted to give people happiness is very long gone now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, the saddest tragedy there is and uh i don't know man I, I i really get such a rush off of the happiness factor see in real life i own a trucking company and i own art galleries my life is extremely busy um everyone knows what supply chains look like in real life for the past two years i mean yeah uh you know <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm in the logistics industry i know yeah, exactly what smart. you're talking about but you try to escape you know what I mean? You try to escape. And that's what I feel that Star Wars brings. And it brings it to all of us because the people that collect Star Wars, the people that do this, even though we both happen to be logistics, everybody's from different walks of life and different things. And they're all looking for an escape from that regular day to day. I have to pay my mortgage life. And uh, to be able to give people that even for a few days is amazing. So I wanted to go a different way with conventions. I didn't want to do it how people do it, which is here you walk in, you stand in line for the one guest star you want. That burns your entire ticket because mm -hmm. it takes all day. And then uh, there's nothing going on after you go grab a steak with a handful of friends that you already knew before you got there. And then you go back to your hotel, you go home. I didn't want that. I want it to be that immersive experience. So we tried and we, we try to rent out an entire hotel and we have this year. The entire hotel is ours. So the bar is open till three. We have live bands in the atrium until 11, I think. And we have like, you can even go watch Rogue One in the backyard on a giant big screen under the stars. And that's because we have control of this entire venue. So we have a beautiful four-star hotel in Nashville, Tennessee on a big piece of property and we own it all. That's awesome. So as soon as you get there from the beginning till the end, it is living in, I don't know. You know how they say, all right, you know what it is? It's exactly like uh, that star cruiser thing they have. It's mm -hmm. that completely immersive experience, except if you happen to be a smoker, you can walk outside and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Gotcha. You know, if you happen to want a sandwich from Jack in a Box, you could go to Jack in a Box and come back. You're not on another planet. Sure. Well, and so. and and it sounds like we're going to be surrounded by a bunch of like-minded people who are there for that experience. Who are there for 
the, the possibly seeing celebrities uh, buying things that we will find, you know, that, that will be our little, you know, personal victories, our little treasures that we find, whether they are mint in box or whether they're like me, just wanting to grab some beaters to finish up my collection that I got rid of a long time ago. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're just super stoked about it. And, and um, before I just jump in and ramble, Alfie, T-Doc, any quick questions off of that great background that gets us going <laughs> on? I, I, CCC, IACCC, um, that we're getting ready to go into. I don't know, man. My mind's kind of blank right now. <laughs> After listening to that, I'm so hyped to go. I can't even think straight right now. D-Doc. No, I'm just, uh, yeah, same as Alfie. I'm just excited for it. I mean, I feel like you just hit on everything. You gave the perfect summary of what it's going to be, I guess. And obviously, this is our first time going to it. So I can't wait. I'm hyped. Well, and, and, you know, Michael, you, while I was listening to you talk, it's amazing because I, I think so many of those things back when years ago, when my kids were in all travel sports, um, I didn't have the money to afford travel sports. So what I did was I created my own organization, I made it inexpensive. I made it good quality. I made sure the uniforms looked good. I made sure we followed set rules. You were standards to be a part of the organization. And you know what? The one thing I said is, Hey guys, I'm going to do all this work for you. For free. I'm, and I, right. I'm going to do it for free. The one thing I'm going to ask is my kids thousand dollar fee or whatever. Guess what? That's my whole thing that I earn from running. We had 250 families, 18 baseball teams, six travel softball teams traveling the country, all in our gear, all in our look. But I said, we're going to do something to where it's a good family thing to where people want to be a part of it. And, and you're right, those kind of things, that, that's what you want to promote. You don't want to make that big corporate thing where it's, you know, whether it's travel sports or whether it's a big convention, oh, here's your $2,500 upfront fee, right? And here's what you get off of it. And oh, by the way, go stand in that cattle line or, or whatever. Yeah. People don't want that. I, being in the tra transportation industry that I'm in, like, like you are, I tell my people every day, do you know why Chick-fil-A is the way they are? Because exactly what you just mentioned, Chick-fil-A doesn't have trash in their parking lot. Chick-fil-A has somebody going every second that somebody stands up from their table, taking care of everything. And I said, we want to be the Chick-fil-A. We want to be what Disney possibly used to be of that. When somebody calls you on the phone wanting a truckload moved, right? We want that voice and that, that to be heard when people contact you about it. And I think what you're doing is an extension of that. And, and I think you, you hit another thing on the head that, Things have changed everywhere to where people Literally. maybe just don't take. Call a Best Buy and try to ask what they have in stock. See if <laughs> Best Buy has a DVD. Call any Best Buy, I dare you. Yeah, I mean, people just don't. The the, the amount of effort and, and passion that people put into their careers, their, their hobbies, whatever, isn't the same as how it used to be. And it sounds like you've taken that passion and that hobby and said, I'm going to make it this level, the level that I want it to be. And, and so I think that's what's got me excited the most because my I was at Chicago's um, 2019 celebration. My son and I, he bought it for me for my birthday. It was great. We went, we spent a father-son day at the convention. But you know what? It was really hard to do anything there. I mean, we, we, we had such a great time together. Yeah. But to do anything was like, this is a full-time job just to, see or do anything here so yeah i'm really stoked about this yeah yeah d doc i think i saw or alfie one of you had your hand up go ahead d doc 
Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I mean, a perfect example is kind of how Michael was saying he joined that group and was, you know, offering to give a free figure away to people and automatically people think there's something wrong here, you know, yeah. which I mean, I feel like, I mean, I have a, I really enjoy a lot of the people I follow on Twitter. I know what people can say about Star Wars fans and all that stuff, but like, you know, there's people I've talked to where they'll be like, hey, you want me to send you something in the mail? And I trust them to do it, you know, because, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's I, I just like that. Uh, I don't know. There's still people out there who do stuff like this, basically. Yeah. A community. It's a community. Yeah. And I don't do it all alone. I mean, this community is what helps me do it. I mean, for example, when I was first putting it together and I was like, I'm going to throw a convention. Luckily, out of the blue, some guy. And this is why I love podcasts so much. And I always make sure to give free stuff to podcast guys because um, my podcast, it was, I was doing it and uh, this guy reached out that was a fan of my podcast and his name happened to be Philip Brown. And Philip Brown says to me, he goes, Hey man, um, I listen to your podcast all the time. I think it's a really neat idea what you're trying to do and trying to make a con for the actual collectors instead of just a money grab. And he's like, if you need any help, I happen to do all the major cons for the notaries in America. And I was like, do I need any help? Yes, man. What am I supposed to do? And that's what's happened along the way. I mean, the director for our stage show, for example, he happens to be a huge Star Wars collector from Nashville, but he also happens to run the news for Fox. He directs the news for Fox. So he's top shelf. Our mm -hmm. marketing guy and the guy that handles all the, you know, if you come down and you show your badge at certain bars or stuff, you get like free stuff or discounts or whatever downtown. And the guy that does all that, he works for the Nets, the New Jersey Nets, you know, New York Nets now. But um, these these people are so the guy who runs our D&D. I mean, we have the guy who wrote one of the original books for D&D as being one of the D&D DMs. And the reason why is because these guys are all nerds and they're at the top of their field and whatever it is they do. And then they come and they apply those skills to us. Um, our Justin is a video game influencer and huge, but he also runs our video game tournament. So it's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, the podcast stage, Jim Orman, some of his graphics and talents are amazing, man. You've talked to him a few times. Wait till you yep. see what the podcast stage looks like. It's phenomenal. Um, our security detail is full of army rangers that happen to have Boba Fett focuses. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, really worked out. Honestly, uh, you were saying you hit it on the head, man. You can choose. You can either make tons of money and take, take, take from the customer. Or you can make absolutely no money and put your heart and soul into it and make something that is literally magic. Literally mm -hmm. magic. Money doesn't matter, man. Money comes and goes and it's constant struggle always. Um what matters is experiences. And the more of those you can string together, the better life you're going to have. And these people give that heart and they give that money and they give that time. Shoot, man, pretty much everybody on the leadership team still pays for their own hotel room because we don't clear enough. Right. Um, but it it's still the best convention in the world. <laughs> You know what I mean? And we get to be part of it and we just get to see it grow in leaps and bounds. And all of a sudden my phone rings and it's Anthony Daniels on the other end of the line instead of, and she was a sweetheart, but the lady who did the voice for the song for Sailor Moon, you know what I mean? Like right. it's changed a lot guys. 
and it's hey, really really cool brent and, brent brent dykeman's one of our regular co-hosts and you were mentioning all those people that that put their effort into it I, yeah maybe i'm wrong on this he sent it over michael tucker does lightsaber i think he's doing a lightsaber class or something like that does that uh, mean yeah tucker? uh probably the uh it's it's not really a class it's like uh saber legion right Sab- yes 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 yeah, saber legion they were actually really cool last year man last year during the pandemic i had uh it was big joe in the morning show or something like that and he came out from channel four right nbc and uh, he comes out to do the thing. And it, God bless those Saber Legion guys, man. It was 4 a.m., right? And I'm down there, 4 a.m. There's no light. And these guys put on full Saber gear and literally beat the heck out of each other for 35 minutes on the morning show. It was awesome, dude. And it was it was like 4 in the morning. It was so early that when we were wrapping up and I was walking the news guy to his car, people were lining up for the VIP. Like wow. that's how early it was. And they start lining up at 5 a.m. So that's, you know, so yeah, Saber Legion, man, they're going to be there again. They will be there. Uh, they're pretty much in the lobby. As soon as you go in the main lobby to the left. I don't know gotcha. if that. No, be no. Maps well, yeah. This, that, and the other. Yeah. Alfie, I, go ahead. I Did you have something or did you or DDoc have something? I thought I saw one of you guys. Yeah. Just talking about this, you know, of, uh, I think it was celebration three. We went to downtown Indy. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I've, I'll never forget seeing the line that went through downtown and then back up bluff maybe oh. anyway, but yet we parked and we walked right in. That was a line to meet somebody that yeah. went through the convention center, <laughs> you know, just blocks and blocks of downtown. And I was thinking, man, this is so expensive just to get a ticket, but then to wait that long. I mean, yes, it would be awesome to meet. It would. I can't even remember who it was, but still. And and, and you're right. And he's and Michael's got some great guests, and I, and I know he'll probably explain how they do things, and I'm sure they do it better. But I remember that outfit. I remember sitting there going, "There's no way I'm going to stand here for an entire day when yeah. this is what I spend my money on." Right? Do it way better. Did any of you guys ever go to a deli counter or to a restaurant ever in your life? Yep. Okay. What happens? Yeah. You get a ticket and they call you when it's your turn. What's the problem? <laughs> I love it. But the thing is, you know what the problem is? If you want to fill your entire convention with Singapore Airlines booths, people are going to get ticked off if they have seven dollars, seven hours to walk around it. Okay. But we have none of that garbage, so you have plenty of stuff to do for your seven hours. I don't I really don't mean to be difficult like that, but honestly, that's what drives me for this con because I am sick and tired of walking around and seeing a T-Mobile booth. You know what? I don't want to work on my car insurance while I'm playing Star Wars. <laughs> Who does? But it's always there. And the reason why it's always there is because these companies, and believe me, I run a con. They come to you and they go, hey, listen, we'll give you $15,000 if you put T-Mobile booth in the center. And I'm like, no, I'm giving it to these guys for free because they built this awesome ad at. You know, I, that's the difference, man. And it drives me nuts. I don't, again, look, you do your thing. Other people do their thing. I don't know if you have any relationship with these people or not, but I will say this. Alfie and I have gone in the last year, I think twice to- yeah. Uh, it was just a nice little collection collector saying it was uh, the great Ohio toy show. Yeah. They're great. You, yeah. They're Zinia, nice. Ohio fairgrounds. Yeah. I, again, when I go there, 
I feel some of the love that you're talking about. Now they don't have guests and they don't have a, it's not set up the same way, but I just felt like I could walk in, live in my little star Wars world for a few hours, buy some things and not be pestered, not be bothered and just enjoy myself. And it wasn't being berated by anybody. It wasn't stand in line for this. It was walk the whole thing as much as you want, buy what you want to buy. We're here, right? Yeah, it's pretty much just you and I walking around, you know, getting each other hyped about, oh my gosh, did you see this? Did you see this? Yeah. You know, exactly. It is not anything like extravagant or anything, but it is to us, you know, yeah. something no, different. That's, that's very much what we're going for. That's why our, our uh, vendors are, they're all screened and they're good and there is no repro because I literally throw them out. I mean, it's, it's, it's a convention that is run by somebody who, literally will not release any piece of it because I am so fearful that someone will try to corrupt it. Sure. I got you. So I will tell you, most of us <laughs> out of our group, that's coming down. There's five of us coming down. Four of us live in Indianapolis. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to carpool down together. We're going to jump in a van and come down there uh, to get ready for it. But D doc right here uh, with the Mandalorian shirt on, he lives in uh, Philadelphia it, we we've been doing this podcast together with d-doc for a while never met him face to face the man's flying in from philly just to come down to uh the i triple c with us and meet nice. up meet up with you and and so it's we're really excited about that and um you know he's got a baby due in when is it may may 12th so, may 12th. <laughs> so yes may 12th, i'm then. really yeah i'll be driving and i'll just like think of this baby coming while i'm there and it scares the crap out of me but she just tells me stop you're gonna be fine i'm just like yeah, all right you can get your baby the very first vintage figure of his or her collection there you go exactly be a good story to tell yeah i was at a star wars convention in nashville when you were born. <laughs> but it's mom's fault i'll blame her for it well there you go. It. and and michael i'll tell you what i'm not going to throw this guy in as a volunteer or anything but d doc if you follow him on any social media he is a, a hands-on plumbing and, and just builder. He does a little bit of everything. The, the train set he makes at Christmas time is awesome. But this, this sign right here behind me, um, the way nice. D-Doc and I got connected and the, and the Rule of Galaxy crew got connected was he said, hey, I love listening to your show. I love your logo. Can I make you something and send it to you? Exactly what you were talking about. And I said, yeah. well, I'm not going to turn you down. I appreciate it. Thanks. And he sent this to me. This is like our pride and joy. It's this huge, nice, heavy sign that he made for us all by all with wood. And nice. I got it. And I was like, we got to have this guy on the show. And the next thing you know, I was like, he's, he's such a great guy. He's, he's got to be one of our co-hosts. And my so, con manager is the co-host for the, the uh, podcast. I hardly ever do anymore, but yeah, that's <laughs> how it happens, man. You gotta, and that's the thing. And that's how you build friendships. I'll tell you what, man, you tell me another thing on this planet where after 35 years old, you make new friends. Not very much. Star Wars, man. It's an amazing thing. And that's why I hate when people corrupt it. I really do. It drives me nuts. So what, what gets, I know you're excited about the whole thing, but what are some of the very few things that stand out to you where you're like, when people see this or when people are part of it, or they're at this con, it's just going to make them feel like a 12-year-old kid again at, you know, seeing Return of oh, the Jedi yeah. for the first time in 1983. 
Well, the thing is, is what we do is we try to keep our vendor tables very cost effective. Like our vendor tables are probably like a fifth of the cost of other major conventions. And the reason why is because we want to have an overflow of vendor tables so we can say, you can come, you can come. And that allows us to completely wash out all the, oh, here's a vendor table full of bean juice and ginseng gum and $1 Pokemons. Because you know what I'm talking about. It's like they just grabbed the container from the container yard and dumped it on a table. And I, I don't like those. So what happens is the the tables are all really good vendors or really clean vendors that don't sell fakes. Really good comic, like a top level comic book guy will be the guy. If there's a pop guy, it'll be the pop guy. And it's nice. And, you know, not everybody does pops and it's not a focus of ours. It's not every single booth is pops, but it's the guy with, and it's like, oh, that one's the rare blah, blah, blah exclusive. It's that guy. It's not like Mm -hmm. there's 600 of Hermione from last year that nobody wants. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's what happens with these things and then as you go around there's always there's always extra stuff like like i was saying that melissa joan hart thing i just released yeah um she it's it's nothing she's coming to go on the pod or on the actual real stage uh the main stage uh where the guest stars go and she's going to bring ashley Eckstein on and they're going to record her new podcast on that Mm -hmm. stage but it still doesn't change the fact that's Melissa Joan Hart and Ashley Eckstein on stage and what? That's insane. But uh, stuff like that, that's not even part of any package. That just is going to happen. Right. Um, like VIPs, they get like all their food, pies. There's exclusives and all the exclusives sell out and all the exclusives are worth double or triple. Literally, you want to buy a VIP ticket, there is no way you can't make your money back on the VIP ticket, even if you just have a healthy appetite. Because all your food's free. Show me another convention. I mean, if you think about it, you go to a convention, you're figuring you're eating at least one meal a day and snacks and drinks all day. So unless you go over to the ridiculous root beer seller, who their root beer is fantastic, so don't get me wrong, but you know who I'm talking about. And they're like, hey, give me $37 for a mug and you could fill it as much as you want or whatever obnoxious price it is. And... uh, it's insane, man. Why not just include it with VIP? And you know why? Because rainforest coffee tables and Learjets don't pay for themselves. Okay. So I, you are right. We have been dealing with, with Jim, uh, Jim and Matt uh, Orman uh, on the, yeah. on the podcast. What do you, what do you see when it can, obviously people are going to be just drawn to the fact of all those collectors tables. Like you said, they're They're going to want to go to those booths to buy the stuff there's going to be live podcasts going on in the podcast area. What do you see? What do you envision with that? Because obviously we're going to have guys, you know, we've got five guys that'll be there. So two of them will be at the booth at all times to monitor it. We're going to have stickers to hand out. We're going to, um, we're going to actually set up star Wars Legion, the the table game on part of our table so that people can come up and check that out and play that because Brent is really big into star Wars Legion and he wants to kind of show off all the gear he's got. Right. Um, but but what do you see when people go through the podcast area? Do you, th- you think it's something where it's like, oh, it's just catching people's eye to say, oh, I haven't listened to that podcast or that podcast? Or do you see anything else that really stands out to you about that area of the floor that's different than the, the collector's area? Well, not everybody uh, has the ability to just go on a podcast and talk and 
mm-hmm. blah, 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 and do what you're doing or what I'm doing right now. Um, so they find it kind of fascinating. So I don't know if it's like, you know, you're the monkey behind the glass or what, but people really like to watch it just be recorded and see how it happens and stuff like that. And there's always something going on in the podcast room. The The way this building is, it's very good because it's all essentially connected. It's all right there. So as long as you're just walking, you're going to hit everything. I mean, right next to you guys is the tattoo room. So it's all the tattoo artists. Um, and then right next to that is like club rooms. And those are like, uh, I don't know, the the West Virginia Collectors Club yeah, or yeah. best, you know, clubs, Star Wars clubs or other clubs. And then uh, as you go around the corner, which is right near you, but it's not far. But as you go around the corner there, you come into the main lobby where everybody enters. Um, that's where the start of the show is and stuff like that. And in there are all the 501st, uh, Peter Mayhew Foundation, uh there's uh john pomeroy who's the guy who did like uh secret and nim and uh uh land before time like he's the artist disney artist mm-hmm. um and then there's like a whole bunch of tables that are all 501st mandalorian mercs rebel legion uh nashville legion all different cosplaying clubs so as soon as you walk into that main entrance there's all these cosplaying clubs and stuff doing stuff then there's the lego clubs that they have their lego all these tables are floor space and they're free (laughs) they're free for clubs or people or guys like you or whatever that grow our hobby Mm -hmm. so any other convention you don't see that you see 10 club tables in the corner maybe But it's not like that. I think we have 37 club tables or something like that. Um, but all those clubs have their things. And then we have the the artist table for the badge artists. Because what we do every year is we make badges. We make these collectible badges. So it's not like a, a regular thing. And we send out these collectible badges. And we have a badge artist that we get every year that is a specific Star Wars artist that happens to be an IC member that uh or also a famous artist that makes star wars stuff too or whatever or or kind of in our genre you know what Mm -hmm. i mean transformers gi joe we had a spider-man one once stuff like that but um these ones were uh brent scotchmer or no these ones were kevin b cleveland these were last year brent scotchmer did them first year um and the second year and then this year we have billy martinez who made phenomenal badges i can't show them to you yet but that's why we ship all our badges right at the end is because people were starting to knock those off but we don't want to go away from the collectible badges because they're awesome um and also any other con that does collectible badges how do you get your badge you go to the con and you stand in line at the will call (laughs) with your ticket until they give you your badge up front instead what do we do We pay $6 a person and we ship it to you. The thing is, is any dollars and cents corporation on the planet will look at that and go, you're spending $8,000 on shipping. Are you a moron? And, but it makes everybody's life easier. You literally show up to the con. You literally have the badge already on your neck like this. And then you walk in the door. God forbid, God forbid. That's how a convention works. (laughs) All these things seem to very, very basic human intuition type things, but it seems like no one does it. And every single time you look at the reason why they don't do it, it's because they are shaving every last penny and nickel off of their bottom line and then adding it onto yours. I'll tell you what, guys, I don't know if you've noticed um, the guest star lineup. 
at ICCCon this year. Yep. I don't know if you've noticed the autograph prices. I haven't you jumped into the pricing on that yet. Cheaper <laughs> than everywhere else on the planet. Alfie yeah. and D Doc, have you done that before? You've gotten autographs at a con before? I never have. No. It was always way too expensive. Yeah. Well, see what what we do is um, we don't add on any fees or anything onto the autographs from what the guest stars charge. So the reason why our autographs are astronomically lower than every other convention is because all we do is don't take your money that you deserve. And we don't take the guest stars money that they're the one signing the autograph. Nice. But the thing is, is does that look good on the bottom line? No. Have we made a profit? No. That's not why I'm in it. I work hard and I make enough money in my real jobs. I'm not in this for profit. I'm in this because it should be an escape for every single person. And I'm sorry, man, you don't have to have $3,000 in the bank to go a dad and a kid to attend a convention. You shouldn't have to have that. And for all these other, literally all the other corporate conventions, man, you get there, $45 to park. First thing. And then you got a hundred dollar badge if you're lucky. And then you got to stand in line all day. And then God forbid your kid wants anything. It's like three thousand dollars. It's it's insane. It's insane. And by the time you're done with it, you got a mortgage payment you just blew at a convention. Come to ICC Con. <laughs> you come to ICC Con on a Sunday. You could get a dad, a kid in there, right? Forty-five dollars total. Two humans. There's C-3PO and the Emperor and <laughs> Ashley Tano. Eckstein and Matt Lantner and well, that's, I, I was going to mention Matt because I know he had the health issues recently. Have you heard anything more? Yeah. As he said, he's still he's coming? fine. I think he's doing a con in Kansas City this weekend. Good for him. Good. That's, that's good to hear. Himself. Yeah. No. 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 It was it was a scare, but they caught it early enough, and it's essentially just healing. He'll be fine. Good. Good. So. So let so let's you know for the listeners we've talked about it plenty on our show the last few weeks every time we were on we were like oh here's so April 29th through May 1st and it is the VIP day is the 29th correct VIP only on Friday the 29th the VIP day is different than anybody else's VIP too because what we yep. do is we have the entire convention all the guest stars all the everything all the vendors all the clubs everybody's there you guys got to be there yep. but it's no one is allowed in except up to 350 VIPs. Okay. So you essentially get a 10,000 person con with only 350 people in the building. It's kind of neat. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking here for those VIPs on the 29th. It, it opens up noon to six, right? On Friday. Yep. And yep, then, noon to six on Friday. And then for the regular people who buy the regular <laughs> tickets, Saturday the 30th is 10 to six. Uh, Sunday the first is eleven to six, but the VIPs can still get in an hour earlier. Is that correct on both those? On days? both those days, yeah, they get in an hour earlier. Okay. See, uh, our exclusives and stuff have really gotten out of control. Like people really hunt them, and they sell on eBay and everything. Um, so what happens is VIP gets a full hour ahead of time. Um, so for the exclusives and stuff, it's really the way. Yeah. Um, also for hunting, you guys are toy collectors. What happens if you're the guy that goes by the table two hours later? Uh, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gone. <laughs> so that's what VIPs are. VIPs are pretty split in our thing. It's either people that really want autographs and don't want to deal with the lines because yep. you get line skips and stuff too. Um, or else it's people who uh, are like, well, all the food's included. I don't have to buy nothing. 
and they come in with just a badge yep. or it's people that are hunters like they don't care they want to get in because see the other thing we did is we used to vendor badges you could buy extra vendor badges now we do it so you can't and nobody else does that and the reason why is because it brings in extra money but what was happening is people were just buying extra vendor badges to sneak in early gotcha and that takes away from the vips and the vips are the ones that pay the money they deserve the best yeah period they're vips it's in the name so oh. I, I gotcha. So this this is happening at the Sheridan Music City Hotel and Convention Center, Nashville, Tennessee, April 29th, May 1st. We went over the other things. Um, website. What, what's the best what's the best way for people? Icnashville.com. It's the easiest one for people to remember. Icnashville.com. Icnashville.com. I see that you're you know you're doing a lot on Facebook, which is awesome. You've been doing a lot on Twitter, um, Instagram. I can't remember. You're on it doing Yeah, Instagram? I'm on in okay. Instagram. Twitter, okay. Instagram. Shoot, I even do TikTok every now and again, even though uh, I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. My my son's I'm like hugely not a fan, dude. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it still doesn't change the fact that for some reason, since I'm the oldest person on all of TikTok, when I'm yeah. like, this is a vintage Boba Fett from 1979, it's like thousand likes because nobody else <laughs> does it. Because everybody else is like at least 20 years younger than me. Well, I got you. So you know what? We're, we'll, I'm sure these guys will have more questions for you on this. Let's let's just do a couple minutes here real quick. Um, out, well, before I even start, Alfie or D-Doc, with all the stuff we just hit on, any questions related to either us or the podcast side, the convention itself? Go ahead, Alfie. So you said a tattoo room. Can you actually get a tattoo there? Yeah. Uh, what happens is Golden Yeti Art Collective comes and uh, there's, I think, six artists and they're top of the line, man. Um, they're the ones that uh, they're the only people I let work on me. Um, but yeah, you can walk in and get a tattoo for sure. Yeah, we have tattoos. It's like it's like a legit convention. You're mm -hmm. going to be totally surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we've, we've been. So we used to have tattoos, man, when we had a dirt floor, brother. Yeah, we don't care. You'd be all right. <laughs> Put some, um, we'll put some whiskey on it. You'll be fine. We, no, but uh, they're, they're awesome. And they're called Golden Yeti Art Collective. They're out of Franklin, Tennessee. If you want to Google, you can also uh, write them or call them if you want to set up something specific or you want a specific artist. Awesome. That's good to know. Um, so we usually ask a, a few questions of our guests just to get a better yeah. feel and just talk Star Wars with them. Um, I'll, I'll throw the first one out there. Do you have a favorite movie of the Star Wars movies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know I'm supposed to say Empire Strikes Back, but it's definitely Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was right in my wheelhouse for my age range. Mm -hmm. um, Same. When I was a little kid. Yeah. And most people don't admit it. Now, me being an adult and understanding movies and understanding videography and storylines and this, that and the other, Empire Strikes Back is absolutely a better movie. Um it still doesn't change the fact that Return of the Jedi is always going to be my favorite, man. It's, yeah, there's it's a difference between best and favorite. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Alpha or D-Doc, question. Do you have a question? Some of our usual questions. Any Anything yeah, go for it. you guys want to hit him with? Go ahead. Being in charge of this and running it, is there still something that when you walk out onto the floor once this opens Friday that you're looking for as a collector? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I um. <laughs> one of the best parts of running a convention is you get to be the first one through the door. Uh, 
No, I, I'm currently looking for Doriana margarine tops. They're uh, really, really rare and literally garbage. They're from margarine containers from Argentina mm. 40 years ago. Um, I just got uh, a cool Meccano thing. I look for weird Boba Fett stuff that I don't have yet. Um, I, I'd be into a rocket firing Fett, but I don't want to drop that kind of money. It's an insane amount of money I feel mm. right now. And I feel there's a lot more than people think there are. And I also feel that more will come out because everybody's in the same age bracket that owns one and they're all going to want to retire eventually. And, <laughs> you know, four or five of those drop in one year, the price is going to change. Um, so I'm waiting on that if it happens, <laughs> but uh, no, man, my wife collects Jawas and Leia's and I collect Boba's. So honestly, I do walk through and I look for cool stuff. I don't look for like the killer deal stuff. Cause I, Honestly, man, I'm really, really blessed with my other jobs and I, I do well with Star Wars and I have plenty of Star Wars. So I'm not trying to walk through there and be like, oh, that power droid seven bucks and it's a short V and it's worth 70. I'm not there for that. <laughs> um, I'm there for like, oh, that Boba Fett card is better than mine or oh, this is weird or oh, that's a I don't know, like literally the stuff I buy now because I've bought so much star Wars over the years and over time. And I've been lucky enough to have that kind of expendable income. Um, the stuff I buy now is weird. It's weird stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, like this is like some weird little music box. <laughs> hey, that, I think the uniqueness and the weirdness is part of it, right? Because we, yeah. they mass produced how many billions of characters, right? And it's still great to find that. I'm trying to look if I have more weird stuff right near me to show. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. D Doc, what do you got? Uh, well, will there be uh, this might be a simple question, but will there be people selling like hot toys and like sideshow style stuff yeah. there? Okay, yeah, for sure. Yep, there's stuff of all genres. It's not even all Star Wars. I just happen to be so Star Wars focused, and I usually go on like a, when I'm on a Star Wars podcast, we just talk about Star sure. Wars. But somebody was like telling me i was on a podcast that i was recording the other day and it wasn't just star wars focused podcast and they were like and i was there last year man and i saw all these toxic avengers men on card unpunched and they were the best i've ever seen and i've never seen them all i'm in a card in one place and they're like and then i walked around this other booth and they had the hard head ninja turtle 10 packs does that sound like a thing I don't care. I don't know. Anyway, I guess it's really hard Ninja Turtles to find, but I don't know anything about that. But um people are like, if it's anything that's a rare collectible, it's there. Awesome. And yes, hot toys and sideshows have fallen into that rare collectible factor now. But that's what I was saying before. Even our pops vendors, it's usually not just like, you know, the three dollar pops. They have them, but there's still the seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar pop because this is where the collectors come man this is i mean there's there was a guy who bought a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar rocket firing boba fett sealed baggie with two rockets in 2019 uh. there was somebody who walked in last year bought the most expensive vinyl cape jawa at the time it was a min on card vinyl cape jawa he bought it for eighteen thousand dollars in cash in the first five minutes the doors opened i mean stuff like that happens here because people bring those kind of things because they know the collectors are going to be here. And the reason why the collectors are going to be here is because what happens, all right, completely not part of ICCCon, but um, as I was talking, we get the whole hotel. So when you get to take over an entire hotel, they tend to stop complaining when you, 
you know, throw a bunch of toys in the lobby and stuff. Because <laughs> uh, they're like, well, we just made 80 grand on the bar tonight. Have fun. You know, they don't care. Um, so as long as you keep it civil and nice, and but that's sure. the rules of the con. But uh, we, I always say it's completely unsanctioned, but we look the other way. And the reason why I say that is because I go to bed at 10 o'clock, guys. I got to be up early. I got to do hype things in the morning and be like, welcome to ICC Con, the future of convention. You need sleep to do that. You'll die. Um, so in order to not have to be there, have security details on it and stuff like that all night, we say we don't endorse it and it's got nothing to do with us. But on Friday night, all the collectors at nine o'clock come out and just, dude, there are more toys and we have so many toys at the convention. It's insane how many toys are at the convention. There are more toys, certainly more unbelievably rare one-of-a-kind things that come out on those room sales, and you never know what it's going to be. And everybody comes out of their rooms, and all of a sudden, a backpack opens, and there's a 12-back double tail scoping Luke on card. Like, it's not a big deal that that's worth $100,000. And in a star case on the floor. You know, it's... Like those things happen. And the reason why is because the big collectors, the big nerds from all over the world, all over the world, come here to buy, sell, and trade the Star Wars stuff. And the reason why is because you'll notice at the other big, big, big conventions, the guest stars are more profitable because they tack on money onto the guest stars' autograph fees. We don't tack on money to the guest stars' autograph fees. And the tables, we're not in it for the profit. So it allows us to give a price point that vintage toy vendors can afford because, hey, you know what, man, even though you have the $30,000 Jawa, it's not going to sell every mm -hmm. show. Right. So you can't really just bank on that, just covering your tables for the next six months. So we have the ability to put in higher quality vendors because we have a larger pool to pick from because we keep our prices so low that there's massive overflow. Um, so we can be like you, 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 and you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, but any other convention out there, they move more and more towards the guest stars. And that's why you'll see only the tables with the bean juice and the ginseng gum and the little Pokemon from, cause the reason why is cause you can very easily sell $301 items. You can very easily sell 600 bottles of bean juice or ginseng gum. And the reason why is because those are impulse items. Yeah. If it can be found at your every grocery store in the world as you walk up to the counter with a conveyor belt, it's not going to be at ICCC. Okay. But every other con in the world it is. And that's all they have. So to go along with some other crazy things here, I was going to ask you your favorite character from Star Wars, but I have a feeling it's Boba Fett. So it's actually I don't think not. Really? It's my favorite action figure in the whole wide world is Boba Fett by far. My favorite character in Star Wars is definitely Grand Admiral Thrawn. Really? Yep. That is awesome. He is way cool. He is way calculated. And gee whiz, I want to go to his convention. So <laughs> so you yes. you you mentioned your wife, your wife getting you that Luke in you know the vintage Luke Stormtrooper. Yeah. Um my wife and I, this this year is our 30th anniversary, so I'm kind of old. Um, nice. but, thank you. Um, but back in 1992, uh, before, before we were getting, we were getting ready to get married, she got me the, Alfie is doing something with his camera. Sorry. Um, before, before uh, we got married, she went and said, Hey, I saw this book. Uh, it was dark force rising. Yeah. And, and she gets, she goes, I know you like star Wars. 
I, I thought you'd like this. And of course, I'd already read Heir to the Empire, and yeah. I hadn't gone and gotten Dark Force Rising yet. So we kind of joke around because she knows uh-huh. how much of a Star Wars goofball I am. Yes. And, 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 but I always tease her and say, well, you know, you, you kind of rekindled things. Cause once you said, Hey, I'm going to get you this book. It kind of got me going, Hey, my wife is okay with me liking this. So, or my soon to be wife. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's been a 30 year struggle because I drive her nuts with it, but she, you know, she, she kept, got me rekindled with star Wars as well. So. Well, see, I lucked out brother. They made TFA and my wife fell in love with it. And then she fell in love with all the other Star Warses. And then she fell in love with the Rebels. And now mm-hmm. she has a Jawa and a Leia focus. And literally, I can buy any Boba Fett on the entire planet. As <laughs> long as I buy a Jawa or a Leia of equal or lesser value, then she gets it. And I don't even get in trouble. It's awesome. Good deal. So my my advice to every man that is married out there that you know has a wife that's nice, but still on the fence, get her some kind of cute little focus, man. Pick a toy. Because, ooh, it worked. I can't believe it. Dude, it's crazy. My wife owns a toy store now. Oh, my gosh. She Uh, owns a toy shop. How fun is her life? I still got to be like, hey, man, your container's not there yet. Uh, You're shutting down our plant. I'm going to stab you in the face (laughs) hole. You know what I mean? It's like, but she gets to go and be like, I like toys all day, which is cool. Go ahead, D-Doc. Yeah, and it's funny because my wife, like, the thing that really ignited me into, um, collecting again was when force awakens came out my mom randomly got me the millennium falcon lego it's actually sitting here next nice. to me my dog had bit part of it off but um <laughs> yeah and it's like ever since then i was just hooked it started with legos and then i've started collecting figures since i started listening to these guys because man i i just got into that world and it's a different world but See, my, my wife, wife is a crazy lego person man yes they're the nice. best i love them i mean they're they're like my therapy and my collecting like all there's the a ton time. out there too and bond and the bondi kits too that's what i've been into lately but it's funny because anytime any holidays or birthdays come up i know with my wife where it's like you know she might bust on me for the stuff i get or whatever but she looks for stuff to get and it's people enjoy buying gifts for you when you collect mm-hmm. stuff like this because yeah. You go, you're going and I mean, my sister went to a vintage um, Star Wars. She went to some uh, thrift shop and found a whole Star Wars section and got me, you know, Power of the Force R2 and Boba Fett and stuff. And I nice. love them, you know, yeah. and that's the thing is you you appreciate it. So, yeah. Shout out to all the wives out there that support our hobby. Sure enough. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. Alfie, how about well, you? Yeah. Got, got a question before we're, we're going to we've been going for an hour. We, we're going to get t- tied up here. And, and let Michael go because he's a busy man. But Alfie, did you have anything on top of your head? Yeah, I'll just stick with the collecting here. Uh, you, you're talking about, you know, this being having some really great stuff as far as vendors and the products that are available. Now, I'm kind of in a different spot than most people. I have a three-year-old that absolutely loves Star Wars. Nice. So, like, when we went to the Ohio Toy Show, a few weeks ago, I got myself two figures that those are dads. We're not going to open in <laughs> Joseph. Am I exaggerating when I said I had two full bags of, yeah. you know, the, I found stuff, you know, five for five, you know, 10 for 10, you know, yeah. just so that she can open them. Will there be, you know, some lower end stuff like that? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. There's every, every level and every scope of collecting. Um, so yeah, don't worry about that. There's definitely beater bins. There's definitely, uh, loose figures. There's power of the force twos for three bucks. You know, that all that stuff is still there. It's just, instead of it only being that stuff, you get okay. to peruse a, I don't know, double telescoping Darth Vader. Like you don't run into those at shows. <laughs> I, I don't even know if there'll be one there, but I could tell you straight from the hip, somebody's going to have one or two or five or, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's nuts. It's really nuts what comes out, but the regular stuff is absolutely there too, but you're not going to find the ginseng gum and stuff like that. Like <laughs> well, it's going to have to be like toys. You know what I mean? Well, I'll be looking myself for a beater Boba Fett. That's what I, where I'm going to start with mine. One, I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Because I, I do get to walk through the venue first, and I've got kind of an addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to find one for under $100, because that you toy show we went to. Bucks, man. It won't even be a beat. I bet you'll find a nice one for under 100 bucks. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Michael, I, like I said, we, we try to keep these things close to an hour, and, and sometimes we make it, sometimes all of a sudden it's two hours, and we don't realize it. But um, I, I want to personally say thank you for having, um, having us be a part of what's coming up and, and our group's really excited it's just a you know a, a to be a part of a convention after just being guys who were just running podcasts who've always been star wars fans is really kind of a different thing for us and we're excited and we're gonna we're i know our group will do a really good job of, of just supporting and promoting and and being good parts of the community when we're down there because we're so excited about it we we appreciate the passion you're bringing to it um so Thank you for that. Alfie and D-Duck, be, before we go, I, I'll go around the horn and get to you, Michael, here in a second. Any closing thoughts from either of you guys before we close up shop with Michael? Yeah, I just cannot wait for this every day. I mean, it's <laughs> like Christmas, you know, marking it off the calendar, just a day closer. I cannot I wait it. to get down there and just see this spectacle. I'm so looking forward to it. And thank you for, for everything that you've done for us and the interactions on Twitter and stuff. No, thank you very much, man. Honestly, you guys, you, you, you really don't realize it, but, you know, during the pandemic, you guys have, what, 135 shows, 145 shows? 133, like 133. Okay. During this pandemic, man, you guys were some of the only, um, only connection to reality and connection to the world that people had. Um, so what you do is incredibly important. The main mantra of the Imperial Commissary, where all this started, was, uh, and still is, it's teach, learn, and grow the hobby. So I do appreciate that you guys are coming. I, I do appreciate that you appreciate it as well. But believe me, I really understand what you do. And even though a lot of people don't see it, and they sometimes, you know, just think that, podcasters or clubs or whatever just talk into a mic or do this that and the other or just spit out content and it just works you don't i mean you leave all the doldrums and all the hassles of real life and real work and real this and real that and real pandemic mm -hmm. at the door and you come here and you make content for people that have no other way to connect with society at a current time so i don't know man thank you guys and thank you for keeping at it. And thank you for coming. I'm happy to have you. We, we make sure you sign up early, though, because I can't make any promises. It's freaking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> D-Doc, any closing thoughts real quick? 
No, just pretty much similar to what Alfie said. I mean, it was really cool to just hear the inside view of how this thing works, your passion for it. I mean, the vision of it. And I'm glad you're holding on to it and keeping it your baby. And, you know, yeah, it's just rare to have something like this. And I'm excited to go. Can't wait. We appreciate it. You Thanks, got man. it. And and so what real quick, Michael, the website again. I uh icnashville.com if you want to follow us on social media it's at iccc nashville you can find the original facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the imperial commissary and for everything imperial commissary related including the 27 facebook groups and the convention and my podcast go to ic or no i'm lying www.imperialcommissary.com but you can find anything google mike haven star wars i'll pop up i'm way too loud and obnoxious not to be Googleable. Hey, and real quick, congrats on your award that you won recently. That was Thanks, pretty awesome. Dude, you should see it. It's getting resized, but it's like a big giant Super Bowl ring thing. <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome. Good for you. Well, <laughs> people like you bringing a passion to it, they, they deserve some kind of reward somewhere. But Thanks, you know, man. everybody who's listening to the show, go check out um the ICCC. That's what we call it. Sorry, the 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 you know IC Nashville. No, um, some people say ICCC. Some people say ICCC. Some people uh, the easiest oh, for yeah. phonetics. It's ICCCon, the future of conventions. <laughs> but uh, it's all because it stands for Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. You got it. You got it. Well, it's been great, Alfie, D Doc, Michael. Thank you so very much. Uh, fans, remember you can always follow us on Twitter at Rule the Galaxy SW. Email us, rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube. This show will be on YouTube soon enough, a couple days. Uh, Check us out on YouTube and Facebook at Just Rule the Galaxy. And until next week, may the Force be with you.